0: Hey, Nick, what's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you?
1: Um, one time I was uh, at the park and a dog barked at me.
0: That's just... Wait, that's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you?
1: Yeah, it was was really scary. How about you? What's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you?
0: I mean, I've been in a car wreck and had cancer. You've only had a dog bark at you? That's... That...
1: It was, I mean, it was rough. I mean, like, because, you know, I hadn't been out a lot during quarantine. And so for me to uh, go. This to happened recently? Have dog... Yeah, it's happened like last week.
0: So nothing scary terrifying. had happened to you until last week when a dog barked at you?
1: Um. One time I saw this movie. I was terrifying. Um. These dogs were barking really loud.
0: All right, Nick, I think you just might be afraid of dogs, in which case I do not recommend that you play this week's game. uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. We run, jump, push, pull, and get devoured by dogs in Creepy Psychic Child Platformer Inside this week on How Did This Get Played? How Did This Get Played, the show where we talk about the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm one of your hosts, Heather Ann Campbell, uh, across the city from Nick Weiger.
1: I'm another of your hosts, Nick Weiger, <laughs> and with us as always, our producer Matt Apodaca.
2: Hello, everyone. Hello,
0: everyone.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: So... Uh, <laughs> How are you? Am I leading? So I have a question, which is when when I do the intro part right there, do I then lead sort of like the opening conversation? Like, hey, how are you guys? And or or is it sort of freestyle after that?
1: This is a great question. And I'm glad we're having this conversation now. I think that probably if you start the show, you have you have kind of slotted yourself into the host role. As it were. Uh, okay. And so I think at that point, then you're like, okay, I'm going to kind of, th- gotcha. that's at least how I think of it. I, I, as a listener, I'd be like, okay, that's the person who's hosting. They're going to kind of steer things along. But oh, you know, okay. whatever. It's fucking, how are you guys doing? We ben, make the rules. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm okay, Matt. Uh, I'm okay, I've, you Matt. Know, I've, been, I've been on Zoom all day. I feel uh, crazy as a result. Um, yeah. Here I am on Zoom with you guys. And it's, uh, it's. Nice to be zooming with you. I would like to rescind the intro. I would like, I would like you to, to intro it, Nick. I I think, I think maybe you're in a better headspace for this to
1: start the whole show. Yeah, I
0: think I think if you wanted to, because I feel like uh, we are off on the wrong foot, and you mm. can you can right this ship before it begins to sink. I'm not saying that we're taking on water. Yeah, but there is an iceberg. Ahead, and I do not know how to steer.
1: I would say, like from my perspective, this has all been solid gold. But oh, okay. To use your, to extend your metaphor, gold is not buoyant. You would not want a ship made of gold. Oh. Uh, that would be sinking. Yes. And so uh, I think that pro- perhaps here's what I'm gonna. Here's what I'm gonna say because I don't know where I'm going with that. Also, you introduced the iceberg, which I should have incorporated into my extended metaphor and i chose not to i think we should just move on with the show and i think we should just get just get into the beats of what we normally do and what we normally do at this point is spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven well hold up Um, because yeah
0: wait because i haven't closed my window yet and it's going to be making a lot of noise so i'm going to close my window and then we'll have a window of opportunity Mm. for 70 seconds in gaming heaven
1: okay see now that's good that was very good. I just hope she doesn't accidentally close the window of her recording app.
2: <laughs> you know, these are the sort of uh, you know tech fumbles we could have in this in this time
1: in this uncertain time that we're recording. You know, you go to close your window because there's birds making noises outside. Oops! I closed the window to Pro Tools. I one time I closed my window and it shut down my
2: entire windows computer boy what a mess Hmm. i'm back
0: i'm I'm, (laughs) I'm back and uh and we can we can start uh we can start chatting it up now normally before we descend into gaming hell we uh spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven so abadaka why don't you start us off and give us a timer and a countdown tell us when to go okay well guys i five starred my animal crossing island today
1: Congratulations! Which was, wow, uh, uh,
0: only possible after chopping down a huge number of trees on my island. Now, I think that the trees on your island should not be a factor in your five starring. If you want to have a densely wooded, lost forest vibe on your island, I feel like as long as your houses have fences and and like everything is clean. Or, or organized that would be that would be great but instead they're like no you must remove trees and it was literally the only thing I had to do I had to get my tree count below 220 and then immediately I was a five star island I think wow. that's questionable what about you Nick what do you feel
1: I think that trees are a blight on the urban landscape <laughs> Um, and I just take a chainsaw to the lot of them if it was up to me <laughs> Uh, Heather, I've been playing a game, The Lair of the Clockwork God. I actually finished it this past week. It's an indie point-and-click adventure slash platformer. And times up. It okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, so we've got a very, uh, you know, we 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 do have kind of a platformer slash adventure game, kind of a puzzle-solving game, if you will, uh, that we're getting into this week. Uh, contra the game that i was just discussing which is loaded with dialogue and and not, has a lot of like there's n- that that's not what we're we're covering here
0: you were not talking about contra so you're definitely not talking contra contra
1: i've been using contra as like in opposition to in contrast with that's the way i've been using it not a reference to the game contra hmm Okay. Not that's that's not what I I was referencing the game Lair of the Clockwork God, which I brought up earlier, not talking about Contra the uh shoot 'em up.
0: Great. Okay. So Contra your game that you were talking about earlier. Uh-huh. Clockwork God. Yes. Uh, uh this game has no dialogue. Continue.
1: Oh, that was just that was that's all I had. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought we just transition into it. I figured we would transition uh, inside the portion of the game, the portion of the show where we discuss boy. this week's game. Wow! Oh
0: man, I, you, you levitated out of your chair. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes when it's like, oh, we're gonna do, we're gonna do a sh- uh, an episode without a guest. I'm excited about it because I'm like, oh, there's gonna be a, a real r- rapport between between the three of us. We're gonna like have an, a nice energy. I I I feel like uh, I I feel like this clockwork has gotten a little rusty, if you know what I mean. Inside <laughs> is a puzzle platformer adventure game that was developed uh, by Playdead in 2016 for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Microsoft Windows. It was later ported to Switch and iOS. Uh, it is a spiritual sequel to their earlier game Limbo. Uh, I don't know if you guys played Limbo.
1: Mm-hmm. Played Limbo. Um, I messed around with Limbo. A little I've done bit. the Limbo.
0: It's uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a it's a spiritual sequel to Limbo. It is a puzzle platformer where you play a young boy who is making his way across a nightmarish, uh, dystopian sci-fi landscape, primarily rendered in black and white. Um, I think that's. It's. Uh, I think that's where we we can jump off, right?
1: Yeah, but it's not monochromatic. I mean, it's 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 a uh, you know it's it's a game with lots. It uses color, uh, yes. but just it uses it sparsely, and it uses it for a, a lot to draw your eye. I, I will. So I had not played this game before. I, kn- I was I. aware of it, and I knew it had a, a great reputation. And I was like, okay, I know this is a game that I will love at some point. But it was also a game I was kind of like, I missed when it was. I think it was probably free on Xbox Gold or something, or the uh, it was free on PlayStation Plus at some point. And like, I just like ne- I never picked it up, so I was just waiting for it to like go che- get super cheap on sale or something at some point and take a flyer on it. Uh but Matt, you you really love this game, and you played this game uh before. Yes. Uh, do, do you want to talk through your uh, your uh, uh, history with Inside real quick? Yeah, I remember. I I don't remember how it got on my radar exactly,
2: but I, I somehow it might have been like a um like it, I don't think it was like a PlayStation Plus thing or something, but it 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 fell into my lap and I was like, what is this? And I liked I liked Limbo enough. I didn't finish Limbo, but I was like, Limbo is interesting. Uh, I'll I'll check out Inside. It seems like it could be kind of fun. Uh, and then I just didn't know what I was getting into. I knew nothing about this game, like the plot or anything about that, but. I like immediately just got like sucked into it, and like I think probably f- I mean it's not a long game no uh, but th- but it's not a long game, but a lot of things happen um, yes
1: I-, I will say and, that yeah. not, not a not a long not long in terms of hours of gameplay i mean you could you could finish this in a sitting as I did it's yeah. about it's about you know three to five hours i'd say in in gameplay the uh but i i, I and let me and let's just drop this disclaimer right here heather mm-hmm. Uh, if you are someone who has been interested in this game and you think you're going to play it we're we'll get we're going to get into some spoilers here um and so like i think ideally this is a game that you go in not knowing a lot about yeah here's the warning i will say it is it is very uh at first very spooky and you have to be okay with specifically violence against children because that happens very quickly in the game. Yeah, and it very, and it's like, and when it happens, it is pretty harsh. But that—that's just like kind of our spoiler warning. Uh, we are going to get into things in depth now. So I—I I will say that that like this, the the we should say in addition to the the absence of color for the most part. Uh, the minimalist presentation extends to, uh, you know, a, and the absence of dialogue. There's, there's no UI. There's no like, you know, things that 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 you might think of as game assets like power ups or collectibles. Um, nothing that looks like it's outside of the world, the game world itself. Even there, there are secrets that you can find, and even those are integrated into the game world. They're, they're, they aesthetically kind of fit in with the reality of the protagonist.
0: Yes, that that's all true. Um I would like I'd like to go back to, to something you said earlier, uh yeah. Nick, which is that you have to be comfortable with violence against children. Um That's only if you mess up. Like if you if you mess up, then right. then the then the child dies. So Well, yeah,
1: in a way the game is kind of a metaphor for parenting. Uh, oh because God. if you make a mistake, what? your child will die, <laughs> and that's the approach you have to be as a as a proud papa or mama of a little one.
2: I also I'll, to add to that, you don't
1: have to be comfortable with it. It, it. You're allowed to let it be upsetting to you. All right, comfortable it, is maybe not the best choice of words. <laughs> I was just gonna I was just going to say you have to be all right with seeing it because some people I know like you as soon as yeah. there's a kid gets hurt. It's like some people have that reaction, like a, like an animal getting hurt. It's just like fuck this, I'm done with this. I can't, I can't. Int-. So before someone takes a spends twenty bucks blindly on a game that they've that that because they want to go in cold, I'd like them to at least be aware that you might see a a child mauled by dogs, yeah, or, or within shot the first through ten the head, minutes of gameplay,
0: shot through the head with a pointed slinky, yeah, like, yeah. It's uh. So here, so okay. And if you
1: survive all that, your reward is he gets into a tub and away go his clothes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're not there yet, Nick.
0: (laughs) All right. So this game clearly, I don't think, would exist without Another World. It is a direct Mm, descendant of one of my favorite games. Of all time, out of this world slash another world, which came out for the Super NES and the computers, all those computers back in the day. Um, It's also you got your IBMs,
1: you got your your Amigas, you got your Commodores, you got your Macintosh.
0: You can play it on the switch. I think you can still play another
1: world. I'm almost
0: positive. Uh, So so uh, another world is a game where the only way that you can progress is by dying. Like you die because you don't have any idea what each puzzle or screen or circumstance is going to be. And the puzzles are varied. Like there is a puzzle in another world where you are um on like it's it's like a, a not really a puzzle, it's a maze uh and you're rolling around on on your back in a cave because that's how small the Uh, cave is, and there are jets of stream, and you have to avoid those jets of stream and make your way through the cave. And that is completely different from a sequence where you have to avoid a slug that is going to bite your leg and in one touch you die. Almost everything in the game is one touch, you die. What I like about Another World is that every puzzle is different. Like, every scene is different. What Mm -hmm. I did not like about inside is that they reuse assets like you come across a box and if you pull on the uh, top of the box, it becomes sort of a spring loaded box. You can stand on top of the box to jump off it. You can um, use the box to break uh, another platform. You can wedge the box in between different spaces to activate a different thing. But the box is consistent. It's like a box that was invented in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. And What is it? By is... the way, what is its purpose in this world? In the reality of this world, like what is its function? No idea. None. Like what are you I, doing? I that say... you're gonna? Hey, I got. Hey, I got this fucking box that's a a, a meter key, like a meter by a meter by a meter, and I need it to be able to like shoot ten feet in the air and then land again. Yeah. What that's... What are you doing with that thing?
0: Nothing. And that's you're just impressing one of your my... friends. <laughs> That's one of my frustrations with Inside, which is, uh, uh, by and large, was a very enjoyable experience. Mm -hmm. I just found it uh, a little repetitive. And also, like you've said, some of the things don't make any sense in the world. Like, sure, I might not know what function a giant rotating platform might serve, but I can imagine that it would be a loading dock or that it is part of a larger piece of machinery. Some of the puzzles in this game it's like why would you need to collect 19 people or 20 people so that a platform can be triggered? Why would the world be set up so that you so that the only way that you could open a door was if you were a psychic little boy who had managed to get a hel- his hands on a helmet? Like that's right.
1: crazy. So I think you have to like kind of give it some uh, a, some leeway there. I will say that puzzle specifically and the game in general also reminded me of another uh, series that's uh, particularly the first two entries that's adjacent to Out of This World and also inspired by Out of This World, uh, uh, Abe's Odyssey and Abe's mm-hmm. Exodus, the first two Oddworld games, which were also like this 2.5D, and, uh, and they were... You know, it, 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 like, like these games, all these again, you're right. This all comes from another world slash slash out of this world where just like the animation is spectacular. It's so good. And that was that was an issue of that. That was the thing of that game of just like it's this very detailed, uh, realistic looking animation Uh, really, you know, uh, uh, but I was uh, so so that like 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 aesthetically and gameplay wise, it reminded me of the, uh, the odd world games. And that puzzle in particular—that's just a puzzle that like exists in those games where you are Abe, you are freeing a bunch of uh, uh, slaves from a meat processing plant. You're all alien creatures, and there are various puzzles where you have to assemble like a set number. And there's a ticker to, like, I have to get this many of my uh, of the of my freed people over here uh, to, in order to progress. I liked that puzzle because I thought in this game, I liked the the equivalent, the one where you had to collect 20 uh, uh fucking dudes. Maybe we should. Uh, I, I like that a lot because I thought it, w- it, t- it took place over like three different stories. It was like a multi-part puzzle with like a lot of like, you know, just mini puzzles within it. But that I think maybe brings us to we should address like what the fuck is going on with these fucking zombie creatures because mm-hmm. so that's weird as shit.
0: So when you're dropped off on the game, for those of you who haven't played uh, and for some reason are listening to the podcast and just letting this all get spoiled, <laughs> uh, you are a little boy. You're on the run. The first uh, thing that occurs is uh, dudes in, like, FBI-style cars with machine guns. like e. E.T. E. bad guys. Yeah, E.T. bad guys. If if they spot you, they shoot you, and you die. Yes.
1: You take That's what hit, happened you to you Elliot die. in E.T. They <laughs> caught Elliot. With a fucking dome, like <laughs> fucking shot him in the dome, <laughs> just fucking air hold him, <laughs>
2: AR 15, turn him into a slice of Swiss cheese, if you know what I mean. So,
0: so after you uh flee from those dudes, uh, you end up inside of a large testing facility of some sort, uh, where it becomes apparent to you that as as this little boy, if you put on a, a little helmet. You can control the movements of uh, these sort of featureless, gray-bodied people who, until you put on the helmet, are standing lifelessly.
1: Yeah, uh, and they all—they all look fucked up. They've all yeah. been like through the ringer. Some of them are missing limbs. There's one guy who looks like he has like a football for a head. They've all got various bandages. You mostly they're not wearing clothes. There's also some that are kind of, though, that are uh, that fit like the uh, uh, e- e- the fucking village people template where they'll just be like a, you know, like a construction worker. And yeah. it's like, what's that guy doing there? <laughs> so y- you'll see some of the people with the uh, the Richard scary jobs who are appearing as zombies. But for the most part, they're like nude and covered with bandages.
0: Once you take control of those people, you can. Solve various puzzles by moving them around in the environment. Your only engagement with the environment is a grab button and a jump button. So your yes. grab button is multi-purpose. You can open a hinge. You can twist a door. You can uh, lift like an elevator grate with it, uh, or you can drag something along with you, um, or uh, you can jump. And that's it. That's all that's the only way you can interact. Eventually you can swim, but that's just swimming. Yeah. Uh, and then you can pilot a submarine. Uh, and piloting the submarine is uh just move or move quickly. Those are your two motions with the sub. Um, nothing in the game is explained, it is mostly implied. Yes. Uh, and I would love to know what you thought. The implications were, Nick, what do you think?
1: Well, okay. So I, I I guess backing it up to the beginning of what you were saying, not knowing anything going in and, and playing this game and seeing how we're establishing this bleak aesthetic and seeing that, oh, they're willing to shoot a kid or fucking have a dog uh, just tear out its throat. By the way, do we have sound effects of the dog eating the kid? I do have that. Yeah. That really upset me. So I'm going to make all the listeners hear it. He's ripping the just a Rottweiler chomping a fucking nine-year-old spinal column. (laughs) Just fucking (laughs) grisly.
0: They do it. They do it in like the the T-Rex with the lawyer in his mouth style. Like it's they they grab his head and they like grind it back and forth really quick. Um. Yeah. I mean, like uh, it's a it's a world that is simultaneously hunting down this psychic child, but also leaving plenty of shit for him to use everywhere. Like if you had that helmet and you knew that only the little psychic kids could use the helmet, why would you ever leave one turned on and like hanging in a closet?
1: Well there's also the the uh, you know the implication of the world is that there's lots of kids cuz you'll see them uh, periodically you'll see another kid who is like a being ushered by an adult somewhere so i think there's probably a lot my my assumption is that there is uh, there are a lot of psychic children in this world who are all being subjected to horrific experiments perhaps one could infer that this kid escaped and is is taking it upon himself to try to liberate some of the people who were trapped in this compound by this nefarious Authoritarian regime, uh, but I, I, but to 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 finish my point from earlier, the so like what early on happens, you're you're running through, and this I didn't even, you don't even know it's science fiction at first. Like I was like, oh, okay, this could just be the real world, and you're running through, and I was just like, okay, I and knowing the the gameplay length going in, I was like, I can't play four hours of a game of a child being like being just being chased as a kid. By dogs and adults with guns, because it was like it was giving me. I was like already stressing me out, Um, because I thought it was maybe just a running and stealth game. I thought that was maybe the only mechanics that were going on. So that when the puzzles start appearing, I actually like was like great. Thank God, this is like out of this world. This is one of those. This is that genre of game where there's some platforming, um, zero combat. There's no combat at all in this game, and some like room style puzzles. Uh, to to what you were saying about uh like to me uh, to to go back to your question of like what is the what do you think is going on? I don't know. You know, I read some some thoughts. I read some people's commentary that this was like maybe like a meta commentary. Like the whole game is like a meta take on gaming itself. The idea that the child is not fully in control of himself that you the player are like controlling the kid and so when the kid is taking uh is using his psychic powers via that helmet or maybe the helmet is what gives him his psychic powers to control other cre- creatures that is kind of like that is the player that is what the player is doing to the in-game character um and then the ending is maybe is like every all of their escape from that collective torment like i was like oh maybe that's what they're going for but also, I just feel like guys who made this game—they're messed up. They're pretty twisted. They got these guys kind are fucked in the head. Uh, I—that's that, my—that's my theory.
0: I. Do you for, think that like just science fiction in general is twisted or, or messed up, Nick?
1: When I like watch a science fiction movie, I'm like, "What were these guys smoking?"
2: <laughs> oh my god. To circle back on, like, yeah, the the in-game logic of like what's happening. um, Yeah, I do think a lot of what has come up so far is true. Like, I mean, because like the game starts and you don't, it doesn't tell you anything. There's no prompt. There's nothing. It doesn't tell you what to do. But because we've played games before, we know that we're to proceed forward, right? Yes. So like that that's an involuntary response like you don't even think about doing that once you start a game you're like okay well i guess i better move uh so i start going and then you figure out like okay these are your options yeah you, you have limited interactivity um but so you start to figure out how the game works and then as you go along the game introduces new ways to play um so it's like okay yeah this room has this puzzle like it has um you know The platform puzzle, for example, or like the the Sonic Boom room uh, is another, which is weird
1: because it's not a Capcom game yet. Guile is just over there, just hurling Sonic booms at you. He's and you know what? And it's he's doing them a
2: lot. He's doing them a lot, and he's like, it's like he doesn't actually know that you're
1: actually trying to get on to the other side, and he's just doing this. It's like, hey, Guile, lay off the Sonic booms for a second, so I get across this bridge. (laughs) Um, for those of you who
0: haven't played the game but are somehow listening to this uh, podcast, what the boys are referring to here is (laughs) a room where uh, you are crossing a large bridge and off in the distance is an uh, atomic-sized blast of air and energy that destroys boxes and walls and equipment. And if the child runs into the airflow of that energy burst, the child pops like a balloon full of salsa. Uh, <laughs> and the only way that you can progress is to time your movement forward to avoid uh, being hit by that blast. I do not share their opinion that Guile is responsible for those
2: mm. uh, yeah. blasts. I, he is I, an American think, hero.
0: Though it is not explained in the game that Guile would not, just be doing that at the end of a tunnel. Uh and also the licensing uh questions that arise from incorporating Guile into this game are um are are myriad. Uh so I yeah, yeah.
2: I heard Guile has a who framed Roger Rabbit clause.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think they who I think they who frame Roger Rabbit it. It's it's you know, because there's so little is explained in this game. Fan theories is all you have to go off of. So, so it could, be you know, I th- it could be, it, it who knows? So it, it could be anything. The, the, um, so I, I think the, that puzzle I liked, I like that sequence. It was, and, and by the way, we should say it's, it's not just like an, an individual puzzle. It's just like, it's like, there's a series where you're dealing with this. You, you just are basically going from set piece to set piece. And so, you know, you're, you're running from adults and, and scary dogs and then you're, you know, solving, a, you're just figuring out how to get doors doors open. Uh, there's a lot of just like straight up just crate puzzles in this. Mm-hmm. Straight up just like drag a crate to here so you can climb up to a ledge or l- put a uh, cover up a button. Here's what I like, though. And this is the thing where aesthetics makes such a big difference that all of the crate assets it's not like they're just like there's like oh okay here's a crate this is what a crate looks like in game and every time we see this we know we're gonna have some sort of box puzzle it's like it'll be like oh here's a broken fridge or Mm -hmm. here's you know here's a a, um uh you know here's a filing cabinet you have to dislodge from the wall like it's something that seems to fit into the world and then you end up using it as a, a, a as a crate like object by dragging it somewhere I like that aspect of it. And, I, and that to me made the world feel uh, more visceral and 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 lived in. But you were led to you are you were made to make a lot of inferences about what is happening or just sort of like take it all in like the sonic boom room. Like there's like no like I was just like what the fuck would be the point of this? Why is this why is this happening? Well, you just got to assume like, okay, this is some fucked up regime and they're doing some crazy dastardly experiments in the far distance and it's inhibiting your movement so you have to deal with it.
2: I think lead is the interesting word. What was that? I think lead is an interesting word for it because, not to get too far ahead, but like the thing that happens at the end, I do think has something to do with why you're doing this at all. But we could talk about that later.
0: I think that the Sonic Boom Room is the same as the... um, energy barricades in The Phantom Menace in that they service (laughs) the sequence Mm. but have no actual identifiable purpose unless explained Mm. in, like, a technical dictionary.
1: Right. I would say that they have a purpose in uh, the world... Like, they have an in-world purpose, which is um, keeping Darth Maul away from (laughs) Qui-Gon. So that would be my disagreement with you there.
0: So after you... (laughs) After you head through the um, Sonic Boom Room, I believe, uh, is when you get to the. No, wait. Sonic Boom Room is bef- after the water sequence.
1: Sonic there's Boom a, Room.
0: The, there's a large sequence of time where you are swimming and in the water with you are long haired swimming versions of little kids. Mm-hmm. And if they catch you, they kill you.
1: I hate but- those fuckers.
0: After you after you beat the Sonic Boom Room, you return to the water. Sonic Boom Room. You are c- captured and pulled under by one of these long-haired kids and for no discernible reason, the kid gives you the ability to breathe underwater.
1: He plugs some sort of uh, undefined device into you and then after that you can breathe uh, breathe underwater. At first I thought Oh okay, what's giving me the ability to breathe is cuz you're surrounded by fish immediately. It's like, "Oh, that I am having some sort of psychic bond with these fish or something." So, I was like swimming very close very slowly cuz I thought the the fish were giving me oxygen. I did that for like 10 minutes before I figured out that the fish are just uh, you know, they're just flare. But yeah, I was like swimming around real slow like a real asshole.
0: <laughs> can we go can we go back to one of the first puzzles and can yeah. I ask if you guys thought you were There's a puzzle where you have to lead so little. Uh, uh, what do you call a chicken's child?
1: Chicken. Uh, chicky. Chicks. A chick.
0: Chicks. Okay, great. So there are a bunch of little chicks that are chasing you, uh, because you can attract animals and you lead them into a barn and there is a tractor-style machine set up and I, you turn it on and you see like, um. Debris fly out of a, a a wind tunnel at the top of the machine. Wind tunnel, an ejector, uh, and you lead the chicks into the machine. I thought that the child. I thought our first puzzle was like, oh, the child is going to chop up and murder these chicks.
1: That's what I thought uh, was happening too. Yeah. To
0: to pursue his goal, and I, I was like, oh, that's interesting. This is a story about a child who has no morals or or uh so that's why he's being hunted. I was okay now I know why he's being hunted. But the chickens, they live and that puzzle is just a false sense of dread. Uh that you use that.
1: the you use the chickens as a barrage of projectiles, a gatling gun of chicks to knock like a hay bale off of a off of a high bar and then you can use it as a crate to yes. to proceed.
0: Yes. So I I kept looking for what the what the story of the game was uh beyond just scientists in the background chasing you scientists doing exams on other children in other rooms I was looking for like a moral component to it and uh was not really ever rewarded with that moral component which I thought was a mislead uh hmm. on the part of that first puzzle Like if I yeah. if if I'm going <laughs> to If I'm going to say to somebody, all right, I know you're really hungry, but I've made you a razor blade sandwich and you're like, uh oh, I am really hungry, but I guess I got to try eating this razor blade sandwich and you eat it and they're like, oh, this isn't razor blades. This is turkey. And I'm like, gotcha. If that doesn't come back later with an actual razor blade sandwich, then what was the point of that bit? Does that Mm -hmm. make sense?
1: I think that yeah. I think where you lost me is I don't think I would agree to eat the razor blade sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that hungry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just give me the I bread. Think the, yeah, it, it's you're right that there isn't like any sort of clear, uh, unless you're talking about like because a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot th- there's a section you get to and you you're you're controlling the zombies and there's that part, but also you're seeing a lot of zombies earlier before you get there before you get access to the the brain helmet. Including in one sequence, one of the the puzzle rooms where you get swapped out for one of the zombies and then you have to pretend to be one by walking when they walk, stopping when they walk um uh, getting inside a box and and you know turning around when they turn around you have to basically like pretend you're one of them i think that's actually like fun and cool but it, it, that that uh, that whole part uh and but it seems like it's making some sort of like in general it's talking about like oh you know everyone here is under control of uh, yeah, uh you know, under control of some corporation or some government. Uh You are one of the only people who seems to have some real, you know, freedom and agency within this world. So it seems like it's talking about something about, you know, uh, making your own destiny. It seems like it's sort of like, like a, a, a making your own way in a world where you have your role carved out for you.
0: So then stylistically it's out of this world, but thematically it's similar to Bioshock and control. Uh, which is which are games that are about questioning the player's control of the circumstances of the game, um, right?
1: Yeah, or just I mean, and I think it's also just a ge- it's just a general sci-fi trope, you know. I, I was, this isn't the exact same thing, but like a Logan's Run is the same sort of thing. Like you have this, you your predetermined role in this world. Everyone's going to die when you hit a certain age, and some guy's about to hit that age, and he's like, "Wait a minute, I don't I don't think I want to do this. I'm going to go on a run." Just like this kid's going on a run, so I think there are, yeah, I think it's I think it's a very it's kind of a stock sci-fi plot. It's just that they don't give a lot of details of what exactly is is going on, and then and also there's just some shit in it that is just so fucking weird. Um, The I will say the sound design, and I know we played the clip of the the kid uh, getting his his throat eaten um but not but beyond that uh, i like like or i guess even including that the sound design is really really good in this game like i loved how everything sounded i love the the minimal uh score that just kind of appeared in in short bursts and, and was was pretty much strictly like atmospheric I love that there were rooms where like sound ducks out entirely because of the you know aforementioned sonic room or the uh, <laughs> you know there are also ones where they're, they're, they play a lot with water. After you get the ability to, to 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 breathe underwater, there's like all sorts of shit where there's like bodies of water suspended in defiance of gravity. Uh, in the air, so you're like kind of on the, you know, you're you're on land below water and then you can jump up into water and swim around in water and like shit sounds like crazy in all these different environments. So I think the sound design is is fucking stellar.
0: Yeah, the sound design and anim- animation are both spectacular. Like there is so much fluidity a- in the animation, which is not uh, out of this world was rotoscoped. So everybody moved kind of like the stiff way that a human would move the animation in inside is more in like the Disney lineage of movement where there's like a, a, an elasticity to the movement. There's like, you can imagine that the kid has a spring to him that a normal child wouldn't have, but reads very well cinematically. And Um, the animators
1: hid like a bunch of Disney style, a bunch of like horny stuff throughout. Like if you pause the game at the right point, you can see a priest has a boner.
0: I do appreciate that Nick is trying to make this a comedy podcast and, instead of just like a dour discussion of children dying by
2: dog.
1: <laughs> Did you guys ever try to find those as a kid like the the horny parts in Disney like the rescuers down under I think there's like just like straight up like naked photos of women in the background in one scene and there's I, like the there's Jessica Rabbit's vagina supposedly.
0: I was never that desperate uh to see to see those things, Nick. Mm. I mean, I yeah. I appreciate that people did, but one VCR technology was so shitty that you couldn't pause on a frame of anything. Like you always yeah, really caught bad. like five frames mashed together through noise. So that that doesn't help you. And by the time DVDs came out, there was pornography available. <laughs> like yeah. you wouldn't have to freeze or advance frame by frame through a sequence to be able to see Jessica Rabbit's vagina. That being said, I bet I bet it's a I bet it's real hairy that vagina. I bet it's like <laughs> uncharacteristically just real hairy. Like inside of thigh to mid knee hair.
2: <laughs> Can I say something about could... the music? Before yes, sure, yes,
0: Apadaka. The
2: the music the uh I there's no way to really say this without it being like I cuz I don't understand what this means but I think it's interesting um the the person who did the music Martin Stieg Anderson um didn't want to he he did the music for Limbo also but he didn't want to uh compose like a soundtrack but he what he did was he routed the music he created music by routing sound through a human skull and recorded the result so the reason it sounds sort of Yuck. like yeah, it's like it's it seems creepy. It gives like a really like the all the music throughout the game is, it gives like such an intense vibe. And I do think it is because it was recorded through a skull. Through a listening to a fucking skull beat. sounds
1: for four hours? The yeah fuck. Jesus what? Christ.
0: Papadaka, did you know that because go- you recommended this. You were yeah. like yeah, you this to is play a this weird shit. game. You fucking play it. And I did didn't know you this. like, oh I can't wait for <laughs> them to be listening
2: to skull music for four fucking hours. <laughs> I didn't know the first time I played it, but the, when I read more about it afterward, I was like, wow, that's actually kind of interesting. And so I'm you, sure, so, man. So you did know before wow. you recommended the game. I knew this time. Yeah.
1: Uh, so you
0: you purposefully put us in harm's way. Like <laughs> there's a possibility we're <laughs> all haunted now or whatever the fuck happens after you hear music come out of a body.
2: We're fine. We're fine. I sent, I sent that tidbit to Devin, who does the music for our show. And his response was, whoa, he was excited about it. Yeah,
0: he's going he to do something. Our theme through a fucking skull for this episode. Hopefully our
2: skulls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Find out Devin kills Chef Kevin. <laughs> so he can fucking use his skull. Play his fucking synthesizer through it. I, yeah, that's really fucked up and weird. And also, you mentioned the composer's name. So this game is very uh, dark and upsetting and bleak and, uh, you know, and, and, and like just like generally just fucked up. And I had no idea. I didn't know anything about the developer besides them having done Limbo as well. Uh, I, and then you get to the credits at the end of the game, uh, which is, by the way, over a, a wild tableau, uh, the, the still frame that you're on when you're seeing the credits. But you get to the credits at the end of the game. And there's a bunch of names with O's with slashes through them. And I was just like, oh, of course, this shit is from fucking Scandinavia. (laughs) This makes so much sense that this comes from fucking Denmark, that this is who develops this fucking psychotic uh, trip through a trip through the darkest recesses of someone's mind. Right. This is, of course, from a culture that gets like two hours of sunlight. A day for like six months a year.
0: <laughs> they have like they have like McDonald's, and some of it is just like the Mick Gray.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would. I wonder if like you if you dug in on this, and they were like uh it like the Danish developer were like it's own comedy. <laughs> yeah, they think this is like so this is the funniest. This is the funniest game in Denmark. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you will not believe. The roar of a helicopter that's going to be on my—I just had garage it too. band. Yeah! Wow. My house is shaking.
1: Me too. Do you guys think you're inside? You're in inside. Like that's going to be the next few hours of your life? I'll tell you, being in inside
2: not as crazy as what's going on outside. Wow. So when you get to the end of the game. <laughs> Stay
0: on target, guys. Stay on target. Come on, we got, we got this. We, it's just the three of us. We can, we can, we can tell the
2: story of this game. We can do it.
0: So as you progress through the game, the world gets more and more grim, and then your final puzzle uh, involves uh, your final puzzle as the boy uh, involves removing the restraints from a blob of people who uh, are known online as the huddle. I guess that's yes. their official official name is the huddle, but it looks like a blob of like Tetsuo s- fucking mashed together people, legs and arms sticking out. And then once you are, once look, you free that what, blob, That's what's
1: the huddle is what Steve Bannon looks like with his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a massive <laughs> body fat and random limbs. <laughs>
0: Once once you free the huddle it absorbs you and then you finish the game as the huddle which is a, yes, it's it's got, it's got it's squishy it's like um one of those stress relief balls sort of in the way that it moves like it can squeeze through spaces it has uh heft and strength uh and uh it's gross and it makes the funniest fucking sound Yes. Which is like a bunch of people, kind of, kind of not happy, but not up, truly upset. I, Apodaca, do you have a sample of the huddle moving around?
2: I do. It's during the, I guess, I'll, we'll call it the escape. This is a clip from that. Oh! There's just a lot of,
1: like, crashing around, like, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: soft, like, So there's there's an industry term uh, called loop group, which is when you get a bunch of people together to record, like, you know, the chatter in a crowd or just a bunch of random stray lines. And I feel like the loop group for the huddle must have been so fun. To just, like, get in there with, like, a half dozen of uh, different people and just be like, just make pained and orgasmic noises (laughs) that are all going to be mixed together.
0: When the huddle falls off of like a a ledge and like hits the ground is the only time it makes a sound of like true distress. And it sounds like four people have just been sat on. Like, it's just like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, there's a part where you crush a, a human, a regular human uh as the huddle and he just like explodes like just you know um uh, uh pops uh like a grape in a microwave and then there's and you're just covered with blood like just the bottom half of the huddle for a little bit and it's so fucking grisly in in such a cronenberg way but i kind of like i just like that it's kind of fun too it's so here. here's what i'll say what i like about the huddle sequence is First off, leading up to it, you get you get a little bit of a hint that something unusual is happening because you're seeing adults, but they are no longer pursuing you. They're either ignoring you. Or actively trying to get away from you. So like there's like a there's a man running by you, and you're like, oh shit, I need to to avoid this guy or hide from him. And he just completely blazes by you, which is like a fun turn. It lets you know that something's up, that something fucked up is or something weird is about to happen, something that's a break with what's happened previously. And then when you get into the huddle, all of a sudden you are very powerful. And I think this is this game does something very effective, which I always like. Uh, which is contrasting your helpless early game self with a late game, just juggernaut. Who's basically unstoppable half-life two has a similar sort of feeling when, uh, when you get to the end of it, you just like, you feel so fucking powerful in that last sequence. So, and, and, and as the huddle, Cause everyone's scared of you all of a sudden. Everyone's like fleeing from you. Uh there's some people who are helping you and you can't tell. I like I don't know if what's happening is like, oh, are they 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 know that the huddle being freed is good for them, or if they're like, I'm trying to trap this thing, that's why I'm giving it this little bit of help. Uh, but it's it's just so fun to like roll around like a big, like, you know, flesh katamari, uh just fucking shit up. Cause you're very, very strong. You can like you can like, you know, knock down doors, break through walls. Once you have
0: escaped
1: the facility
0: as the huddle, you arrive at the end of the game where the huddle slides down a foresty hill and comes to a rest next to a lake. And then you're done. And I I thought maybe the little boy would crawl out of the huddle or something. Nope, you just are the huddle. He's part of the huddle now. That's the game.
1: He immediately, Um, too, just goes to the center of the huddle. Just, like, right to the nucleus. Like, he swims up to it, and he gets absorbed, and he like there's not, like, a little boy, like, legs sticking out or anything. He goes just, like, right in the middle. He's just in the thick of it, like the (laughs) fucking filling of a Twinkie. What a grim fate.
0: There are a lot of theories online that the game you are playing, since it plays so much with the idea of control and agency is actually the game of the huddle bringing the boy to it.
2: Mm, That the
0: huddle needs one more body of a certain psychic ability to be free. Um, And given the thematic introductions to that idea with the psychic helmets that allow you to control other people, it would follow that a larger object being person thing is controlling the little boy. There are also interpretations that the game is about you, the player, controlling the boy and that it is a commentary on the idea of playing and agency and stuff. As Nick mentioned earlier, I am of the third camp, which is that the game means nothing and is not not about anything. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, it's just like a little boy running away and then he's sucked into a blob, and then a blob wants to take a nap, and that's <laughs> like the game.
1: Yeah, it, it, kind of the kind of the Seinfeld approach—the game about nothing. <laughs> what it do you think, Apodaca? It I, ends with thirty seconds of the blow, of the huddle doing stand up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You ever want to use one of your arms, but it's accidentally one of your legs? <laughs> you ever just have that feeling where it's, you know, you don't, you need just one more kid. You got all these kids inside of you, but you just need one more. <laughs> It's interesting because, I mean, I've done a, I've done a fair amount of reading about this game afterwards because I was, you know, nothing in the game leading up to you being the huddle prepares you for being the huddle. It's such a no! different part of the game. And it's such a, um, such a change. And, like, I don't know if I've played a game like that where, like, the entire game is now different at, like, the very end. Um, but it... That just blew my mind so much. And so I I remember one of the things I read about it, though, about the huddle in particular, is that one of the things that you crash through as the huddle, like when you're escaping, is like a diorama that sort of mimics outside, that has Hmm. like a foresty area. So like one of the theories there is that, is the huddle outside really? The game is about getting inside, right? But do we end up further inside at the end of the game or are we actually outside is like a sort of interesting question that nobody knows the answer to because there's not, it's open for interpretation. Um, I do like to think that the blob is, or, you know, the huddle is summoning you that you, that the, that, and that you, the player, if it is a commentary on game are also being sucked in by, The huddle a little bit. You're being controlled by the huddle to control this to get over there, and it could uh, it could also be a Brazil
0: ending where where once you're inside the huddle, everything from that point forward is experienced as a dream, Mm -hmm. like that the huddle just absorbs the final thing that the scientists do to stop these psychic kids is allow the huddle to absorb them, and then they experience a dream of freedom, uh, whilst while forever being locked in that pool uh in in a, bo- a huddle of bodies
2: maybe do we think the scientists knew that they were like okay well we're checking the levels on this huddle here if it gets one more kid we're fucked we better not make <laughs> sure this kid no more kids
1: <laughs> this look this facility is secure there's no way a single kid could get in here
0: <laughs> i i don't know john john uh doctor I hate to disagree, but we have left a lot of loose helmets lying around. <laughs> do you think maybe should, somebody should go pick up any of those loose helmets in case a, a psychic kid does get into the facility?
1: Well, what do you want to do it? You want to no. go collect all those loose no. helmets? No, I don't want to. You want to wander it. our fucking fifty acre compound and collect all the loose psychic helmets? Because if you want to do that, be my guest.
0: No, because <laughs> I don't know how to use the springy boxes. Like that's not. That's, I've never been taught how to use a springy box.
2: I do have, I have a thought, it might, this might be wrong. It could be very wrong. But I have a thought about the sort of in-game things, like those things that don't make sense, like the springy box or like why there are helmets lying around. I, what if those are security measures? Like what if those are such specific security measures that like a normal person, like the kid or anyone else, wouldn't know what to do with that? But, like, because you work at this facility, you know, like, okay, 20 of us need to get on this platform to get into this next room because we're the only people allowed into this room. Uh, and Or, like, okay, these boxes. But I guess then in the, that water, oh, we didn't even talk about the, the room with the water in the air.
1: Yeah, I, I touched on that briefly. But, yeah, yeah, that's, like, that. that's when gravity starts being played around with. Uh, it, and kind of the second half of the game after you le- you get the ability to swim underwater and it just like really hammers home how supernatural things are. Yeah,
2: I guess it would be such a just make doors with a bunch of keys then instead of <laughs> 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 just get a bunch of keys.
1: Look, the red key, blue key, yellow key system has been breached so many times we need to suspend an Olympic swimming pools worth of water in midair. Uh, (laughs) So someone has to figure out that you need to lower it to the surface so they can raise a crate to the appropriate level. I I will say that the, yeah, the function of these things in the world, a lot of that maybe, you know, it maybe doesn't make sense from our perspective or maybe only makes sense to the in-game characters. I forgave a lot of that because I found the puzzles for the most part, very fun to solve and very clever and b- had a thing of both being like like challenging me for a bit, but then making me feel smart when I figured it out. Because the game I mentioned er- earlier, Lair of the Clockwork God, which for the most part I liked, it's this, it- this indie game, had some puzzles in it that were inscrutable. And that I was just like, I don't know what you want me to do. This is so obtuse. And the solution ends up being the kind of thing of just like, okay, well there's no i just had to flail at every item in my inventory to to come up and uh, to figure out what was going on here and to to you know solve this there really wasn't a way for me to figure this out without getting inside your head as the the person who came up with this this puzzle i didn't feel like that was the case with this game i felt like all the puzzles had a a solution that you could find um find out on your own i'll also say too like things like the mermaid kids that are nude with a with a just a fabulous head of hair that are trying to drown you at first, but then one of them helps you breathe underwater, like all that shit is just like, well, that doesn't necessarily make sense, but I just will kind of forgive it because it's just like, oh, this is cool, and this feels like an interesting world where I feel like whatever the explanation w- w- I, I would learn from this, I would get f- for this, the the logic here would be less satisfactory than it being ambiguous.
2: Yeah, sometimes like with especially with sci-fi stuff, because I don't have like a I don't have like a brain for creating sci-fi. So like I, I, I often where I'm just like, well, I guess that's just part of it. Like uh, mm-hmm. if I can't wrap my head around something it's like, well, that's not for, that. I'm not smart enough to get it. So I'm like, that's just that's just part of it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I, I think that 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 to me, I, I mean, and again, you know, people I think your mileage will vary in terms of how much leeway you're willing to give this thing. But I gave it a pretty long leash. Uh, in terms, uh, just because I thought it was, it was just aesthetically so satisfying. To what mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, Heather of of how uh, of how well animated it is and also just like the palette, is it, the art direction in addition to the sound design is just so 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 good.
2: It just plays so well too. Like it, yeah, like it controls it, really well. You're never like, I don't know, I don't, I don't think. Also, I'll well, I'll save it for my positive thought. Speaking
0: of, maybe it's time for our final thoughts.
1: It's time for. The Review Crew.
0: Review Crew. Review Crew. Review Crew. Um, I guess Nick, why don't you go first?
1: Sure. Uh, I I thought this had a lot of really good puzzles, and I love solving puzzles, not the jigsaw sort, and not the jigsaw and the saw movie sort for sure. <laughs> Those are a nightmare, (laughs) but, but like actual in-game puzzles, I like solving them. I thought they were all, I thought there were a lot of really clever puzzles. I thought that the, even the things that were, even the, the puzzle formats that were used more than once, I felt like heightened well, and I was excited, uh, to see them when I encountered them again, um, and, and satisfied solving them. I mentioned before, I mentioned earlier that, that, that final act of just, you feel so powerful, as opposed to being this this kid who's hunted from the beginning and and feeling like you can't do anything like i i really think that's a very rewarding sequence but to to drill down uh one thing i just i just feel like this is the that i just like loved to look at and listen to this game and for me, that that does so much work for me. Like I'm just like, this is just such a great audio visual experience, um, and 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 I loved it from that standpoint. And I feel like it, that for that reason, and and that informs how tense it is, and how scary it is, and how there are parts where like, oh shit, I have to go into the water, and I don't want to. But I have to in order to progress, which I which is, I think, just like a very great feeling if you're able to evoke that in a, in something that's interactive. Um, I am going to say because I just found it all like 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 from from so just satisfactory in all those aspects, I'm going to say this one is a 9.4. Wow. What's my score for inside? 9.4. Wow. From Nick Weiger. Heather Ann Campbell, what do you think?
0: Um, I liked the sound design and the animation and the atmosphere of this game a lot i played on a nintendo switch and even with the brightness all the way up um it it's almost impossible to see this game if there is any light in your room and if you have like a sunny apartment you're you i started to feel nauseated from trying to see like it wasn't an enjoyable visual experience and i think that there should be some mm, probably you would even house them under disability tweaks for the brightness setting on a game like this so that it can be enjoyed by everybody in every circumstance um i don't really like puzzles much uh i I, I also didn't find these puzzles particularly difficult and very rare. Like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to be saying positive things.
1: Um, <laughs> that, 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 you're right, though. It, it, it's not like challenging. Like the thing that a thing that will hold you up for a while will hold you up for a few minutes. It's not there's no there's no puzzle where it's just like, well, fuck, I'm lost here. I better look through a, for a walkthrough unless yeah. you're very impatient.
0: Yeah, I so. I would recommend this game to a certain kind of player, right? There's a certain kind of player I'd be like, oh, well, then you're going to love inside. But would I recommend it to everybody? Not really. So that's why my score is going to be a fairly surprising 6.5.
1: Wow. Wow. Definitely on the low end there from Heather Ann Campbell versus the general consensus. All right, Matt Apodaca. Uh, I mean... we. You guys know...
0: Also, wait, 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 wait. Can I clarify that I didn't give it a low score because I couldn't see it on my Switch. Like,
2: no.
0: I, that's not what... I, my, my score is based on the fact that I've, I found the puzzles a little bit repetitive and right. I found the uh, environmental... I, I thought the environments were varied, but that the execution of those puzzles within the environments were almost always the same sort of concept over and over again. That's all.
2: Go go for it, Matt. <laughs> I... I- said this before we talked about it a little bit at the top i love this game i uh going through it again was even even i've only played it one time before this but going through it again felt like such like a fresh experience even though i had played it before like it still felt like a new game because i mean i guess it'd been a couple years since i've played it but i i was flying through this thing and i the, the puzzles aren't that hard but they're so satisfying to solve that I felt like a genius every time I figured one. And I was like, man, I did it again. I'm just blasting through this thing. Um, And I guess just for me, it was like, it's the, I guess the ending is sort of like a power fantasy. Like not that you want to be like, uh, not that I've ever thought about being a, a huddle or something, but the idea that you're like working, you're so hard, you're working so hard to avoid everything and hide and uh, be sneaky. And then you're just like a big thing. You're just like, yeah, fuck this. I'm in charge now, bitch. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's, that's
1: fun. Yeah. Those VO clips in the game were weird. <laughs> yeah, that's the only time where there's talking. Yeah. Uh, that, in, that in the Sonic room.
2: And it's it, it, the, not even sound design, like crunching. It's someone going
1: tush, tush, tush.
2: Um, but I, yeah, I, that, this game is just so satisfying. And I, I do recommend this. I, I find myself recommending this game a lot to people who want like a puzzley experience. But now I know that I should disclaim, okay, well, there's spooky skull music and kids getting killed a lot if you are bad at it. Um, but I think I give this game... I'm going to give this game a, a 9... I'm going to give it a 10. I'm giving it a 10.
0: Wow.
1: wow. I love it.
0: I like that you're like... I guess I should tell people about the kids getting killed in this game. It's like if, some, if you had a friend and they were super in snow in a Antarctica and you're like, "Oh, then you'll love the thing. Yeah. Like you should watch the thing. It's all about Antarctica."
1: <laughs> I hope one of our listeners is here's about kids getting killed early and is very upset about spoilers. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Would you give me a warning, man? What what? What the heck? Well, uh, we, we didn't we, we didn't touch on one thing that before we get into to the next segment we should we should talk real quick about the alternate ending because oh. that wasn't the thing that I don't think any of us got but if you find all the secrets which are like these hidden little uh you know uh, in, dis, uh, in hard to figure out what their purposes is, devices that you find and you disable um if you find all of those throughout the game, then you will get to an alternate ending where you aren't the huddle. Where you are the boy and uh and you unplug uh the a mind control helmet, and then at that point the boy, the player character, becomes one of the zombies, and that's the end of the game. Which so I don't implies- know what that what the fuck that's supposed to, to mean either.
0: I mean it implies that the boy's being controlled by something, otherwise they wouldn't show the boy slump over, right? Right. So I mean, that lends a lot of credit to either the meta reading of the game or the huddle is controlling the boy reading of the game. Because when you turn off power to the facility, the little boy can't move
2: anymore. Yeah. And you can only do that if you get them all and finish the game as the huddle first. And then you have to go back and uh, to like to because like it at the end where you find like the last one, there's like a board where they're all like lit up. The locations of them are all lit up on like a map sort of, of the places you've gone through. And you pull the last one and all of them, but one uh, go dark. And then you know that you have to go back to that one, which is like, I think in the cornfield in the cornfield. Yeah. And then then that's where you pull it up. Yeah.
1: Got it. Got it. Yeah.
0: Well, those are our thoughts, but Nick, Matt, Maybe we're wrong.
1: Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong.
0: Maybe we're wrong. Uh, we have some reviews here from other reviewers off of the internet. Um, and uh, I will uh, I will start with a piece from the Steam community. Nico writes... This is the most overrated, boring game I've ever played. Boring, dull visuals, boring, dull linear gameplay, boring, dull puzzles, and the entire game felt like doing chore after chore with no reward at the end. I was waiting the entire time for the game to actually get fun, and it never does, then it abruptly ends. Yay! A large, capable blob made of naked humans reaches the sunlight. Now the kid is trapped in it forever. Mission accomplished. The game isn't worth more than a dollar ninety nine for a very unsatisfying three to four hours of boring gameplay. It's a four out of ten at best.
2: Wow! Bad. This person's favorite game is like Madden. It's like the same game every year. But
1: <laughs>
0: the the re, the first reply under this forum post is: "It's a puzzle game with a dark atmosphere. Most people like it. You don't. Nobody cares."
1: <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> By the way, if that guy's favorite game is Madden, maybe he bought this because he heard there was a huddle in it. I've got a review here from Sithin on the Steam store. This is 3.0, two hours on record, not recommended. This is the entire text of the review. Playing inside made me decide to go outside. Oh, no. Very good. Very good joke there. Hot
2: off the heels of the huddle joke.
0: <laughs> I have a review here from Trusted Reviews. <laughs> Trusted Reviews. The title of the of the review is Why Play Dead's Inside Is Massively Overhyped. And I will uh pull a quote uh from this, which is um uh For example, you'll learn every mechanic and button required in Inside's beautifully simplistic control system within around 10 minutes. A high ledge, a suspiciously placed box near an even taller obstacle, objects to cower behind while guards search by torchlight, all wonderfully intuitive. But then you'll come across the game's first unavoidable death. And this is where Inside loses something. There'll be plenty of times throughout your journey where you have to die in order to learn how not to die and to progress. This trial and error approach is the bread and butter of inside. You could avoid some of the deaths in your first attempt, but that's not how it's designed. And that's poor. Now. I don't know that I agree with that. I, feel I don't agree like, either. I feel like, for example, when there's a tall fence and there's a bunch of dogs running at that fence Like. I know that if I get to the other side of the fence, dogs won't be able to get me. But then they run off into the background and I'm like, oh shit, they can get to this side of the fence, right? Mm -hmm. So like, it is intuitive that you have to play, you have to juggle those dogs by hopping on each side of the fence over and over again in order to solve a puzzle. And it's only if you were bad with the mechanics of the game that you would get killed by those dogs at that intersection
1: and that puzzle, right? Right. Mm-hmm. well i got killed by those dogs but i will say <laughs> i will say that i think that like i wasn't upset there because i saw what my error was and i saw and i also will will say that that like to what this to this reviewer's point i think if you're just sort of progressing through the game as everything's been taught up to that point, it's like, okay, if there's dogs, I need to get away from them. I need to get some obstacle in front of them. And the way that puzzle is structured, you scale a chain link fence. And then on the other side of the chain link fence, there's a there's a board that you need to pull off of a wall uh, or a f- few boards that you need to pull off of a doorway in order to get through. So you uh, what I did is I scaled the fence. I went over there. I tried to pull off one of the boards. And then there was another board blocking me. I tried to pull off the other board. And then I saw the dogs coming. I was like, oh, shit, I fucked up. And then I got killed. And then you figure out, OK, I need to pull one board off, hop back to the other side of the fence, wait for the dogs to go over there and and then repeat the process. So there are things like that that I think you will encounter. And, and uh, you know, another puzzle that 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 killed me immediately is there's a part where you open a door and then instantly like some barrels roll out and just will roll over you if you don't turn around and run away. And I just was not expecting it. And, you know, it, we had, been, it had been more of a puzzly, not an action platformy section that I was just like not expecting that. At that point, but I'm okay with that because that's just part of the design. It's just like, okay, now I see what the problem is. Now I know that the next time I play this, I have to not do this so that I don't die. And by the way, how many games is this reviewer playing through where they're just like succeeding at everything on the first playthrough? Like, is that your, like, if that's your, is that your standard for game design that you have yeah. to be able to play through this on the first playthrough without failure? That to me Let's... sounds like bad puzzles. yeah.
0: Let me read uh, one more paragraph of this review because it seems to address that exact uh, line of thinking, which is got it because of the use of this tactic for key chase scenes. Most lose suspense. I should be on the edge of my seat, frantically trying to reach the fence to flee from the frothing guard dogs. Instead, I'm waiting for them to catch me semi defeated before the chase has even begun. Rather than looking toward the light at the end of the tunnel, I'm looking at every nook and cranny for a hidden spot that I'll need to head for on the second or third run. Mm, So here's the thing is the puzzle that you just described, Nick. It's not the first time that you do the, the plank. You have to pull multiple planks off of a door in order to get through, right? Right. So the game is teaching you, hey, this rule will apply later to this thing, you know? Like, they show you that you have to pull multiple planks out of a similar wall so that when you get to the wall with or you get to the fence with the dogs, you know that you have to pull more than one board out and you probably don't have enough time to pull both of those boards out, right? Like, I I don't think you need to die that much in order to progress in this game. I did die in the barrels because I was I thought you had to run... At them and like die. I thought one of the barrels had like kind of a floppy door, and I thought you right. had to time it so that that you were standing where the door was while the barrel rolled over you. But instead, I got squished, and it was like, <laughs> and, like really gross. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it's gnarly. I I will. I I think it's fine. I like. I think that you to to me. I think in order to play this game to beat this game. On your first playthrough without ever failing at anything, I think you'd have to be extremely perceptive and good at games. Like, I, I think there's there are going to be things that, that, that stop you up, but that's true of like all games. And I don't think there's, I don't, to me, it does not remove the tension because g- now I was like, okay, getting through the sequence, I know I have to do X, Y, and Z perfectly in order to get through the, the series of screens. I don't know. I, I like games like that. I played a lot of games. Like I mentioned uh, uh, uh Ori and the Blind Forest, which I played through. That has a lot of chase sequences where you have to do exactly that. You have to do, you know, like a dozen different actions yeah. Um. In, in, this, in this scripted escape sequence. And I think it's fun. I like it. In so fact, I, I think I just disagree.
0: Old, old Heather from uh, earlier, earlier versions of this podcast would argue that if you can get through a game without failing on your first try, it's probably not. And now that, thats as far as we got. The old Heather. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I muted her. It's
1: ironic that old Heather is actually a younger Heather.
0: No, I'm aging in reverse, Benjamin Button style. And it's in, i didn't it's realize that too. It's really <laughs> grotesque. <laughs>
1: uh, I got another review. This one's from the Microsoft Store. This is by Five Halo Four Two Nine Nine Five Five. Five-star review. All caps, meatball, giant meatball. That's the whole review. <laughs> that, Thirty-one that, out of thirty-seven people found this helpful.
2: I agree. That's great. That's a great yeah, that's review. Great.
1: Very good review.
0: Well, those are our thoughts. I don't have this part memorized. Nick, you always say this part.
1: I have one more actually. Either I okay, can, can I read the, this one real quick.
0: Yeah, can you go right into the outro then? The
1: yeah, I'll just I'll do that yet. Yeah. And hey, I have one more review uh, after 5Halo429955, 9 9 5 5, great username. This is from the Steam store. This is another great username, Count Jacula. <laughs> <laughs> Not my all. Not recommended. 0. 0.3 hours on re- on record. 0. 0.1 hours at review time. So this guy gave up immediately. Uh, TLDR, some games should just come with a missed disclaimer, M-Y-S-T, uh, stating that the game puzzles in the game are so hard that you will never, ever beat this without a separate walkthrough in full and at the ready. This is one of those games, be warned. It takes a certain mood for me to buy or even play a game like Mr. Riven, and these days I smoke so much weed that I can't handle all that thinking. Is this game good? Maybe, but if you can get past the doctorate-level puzzles you need to solve to figure it all out, good luck, I guess. I play games to get away from my not-so-great life, And I like to be immersed. If I have to stop the game to look up something on my tablet, then boom, spell broken. I am an idiot, and I will probably get distracted by cat videos on YouTube and then just forget to play the game. Or maybe subconsciously I avoid these types of games because they feel too much like work. I am just not into it. I want to play and not think. Just give me a wrench, a shotgun, and put me in a tunnel. I don't even need a story. Just mindless violence. No thinking, okay?
0: So this guy uses Brule. words like doctorate and subconscious but also describes puzzles in, in this game as missed level <laughs> like, <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> like this is a guy with two separate brains happening <laughs> in concert or not in congress with one another like he's got yeah a, in contra yeah in, in contra, contra with one another in contra
1: um, yeah one half is the count and one half is the jacula. <laughs> Good God, both
2: sides are (laughs) Jacula.
1: Hey, Matt, it's time for
2: the question block. All right, this first one is from at Joey on Twitter. I return to this game once a month for a playthrough, much like a favorite movie or album. What games do you revisit the most frequently? Wow, good Uh,
1: question.
0: Do you have an answer, Heather? Yeah, I've bought out of this world on every platform that I own. Like, I just bought it for Dreamcast recently because it came out for Dreamcast recently. So, like... Wow. I I mean, like, I'll play that game over and over again, Super Mario 3 over and over again, Street Fighter 2, if it's like... If Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 3 are released on, like, fucking the Switch, I get them for the Switch and then play them for, like, 15 minutes, and I'm like, okay, this... System is not designed well for this. Uh, but I'll return to those games over and over and over and over again. And I probably will return to The Last of Us before uh, the release of Last of Us Part 2. If, if for no other reason than just to hear some of that music. That sweet, sweet, juicy tunes. Um,
1: tunes not recorded through a human skull. Yeah. Do you, Heather, did, have you played through Last of Us more than once through the campaign? Yes, you have. I've only played through the campaign, the story once. And I was honestly considering like, should I play through it? I have not played left behind, which is the 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 semi the semi sequel, the kind of DLC length um, tag to it. Or is it a prequel? I actually don't know. It's a, it is a prequel. It is a prequel. Okay, so I've not played through the the prequel. Uh, but the, but I play, I have loved last of us uh, and I, I was thinking of playing through the whole, through all of last of us and playing through less behind in advance of last of us too. Cause I'm kind of hyped for it and fuck it. I, I, I got the time. I might do it. You should.
0: I, if I had the time, I would do it as it is. I don't have the time. Mm. So I'm going to do just a little bit of like uh dabbling. I'm still in the slums in Midgard. Like I haven't even had a chance wow. to play fucking final fantasy seven uh man it's so
1: fucking good yeah uh matt you have a game that you like to that you've returned to that you played more than uh, more than a few times i used to just like play through uh,
2: like the game boy pokemon games like just on repeat like get as far like finish it do as much as i can it's like post-game stuff like trying to catch them all or whatever and then just being like i'm just gonna start over because the the journey in that game is so fun but i've I played Kingdom Hearts 2 a bunch. I've probably repurchased Kingdom Hearts 2. God, like so many times. Like uh, uh, I played that game over and over again. I think a game I restarted recently. Well, it doesn't count. I dug out my rock band setup and I've just been playing through rock band during quarantine, like just like by myself on my couch. Like, you know what? Time to play some drums at a considerate hour for my neighbors not to be annoyed. Uh, That's nice of you. Yeah, but I mean, I I used to just restart games all the time. Uh, it does. Yeah, some of those games I guess don't count, like Mario Kart. It's like not a game that you start over. Right. Just a game that you keep playing. Um, I started over. I I you know what the Prince of Persia games I played through a lot. Like just would just always replay them. And then they ported them to PS3 or you know remastered them or whatever. And I bought that and I burned through all of those a bunch. They're just so fun to
1: play. Interestingly, Prince of Persia—you're referring to the 3D ones, the Sands mm-hmm. of Time and and the the games that followed it—that that was also kind of an Out of This World game in its first iteration back yeah. in the yeah. day. It was a it was a 2D game with and you know really detailed animation.
0: I believe Prince of Persia preceded uh, Out of This World. Um, wow! Because it was available for like Mac Classic, uh, so. It may be that Out of This World was inspired by Prince of Persia, um, but they are pretty different. I mean, in execution. yeah, they're pretty different. Yeah,
1: but the same sort of thing. which, you know, you've got this really this 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 hyper detailed animation that you really have to t- you really have to uh, sometimes a little bit of a challenge to control, but looks fantastic. Great art direction, um, and then like a lot of like light platforming puzzles and and a modicum of combat. Um, my answer for this, you know, uh, the the I, I, Tetris is not, again, not worth mentioning because that's like a, I mentioned it, not worth mentioning, <laughs> but that's like, a, that's like not a game with a, you know, campaign. The single player game that I think that I, that I have returned to on multiple, uh, uh, multiple times uh, across the generations is honestly Final Fantasy one. I. I have such like a comfort food connection to Final Fantasy one. It being like the first console RPG, actually the second console RPG ever finished after Dragon Warrior uh aka dragon quest in the US but I had such a strong connection with the such a stronger connection with the Final Fantasy franchise and playing part one I thought it was so fun and then it's it's one of the few ones where you get to make a party. So you yeah. know you can play it with a bunch of different parties. Some of the classes are completely broken. So it's fun to play a party with like four fighters because you can just like fucking uh just shred your way through the 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 main campaign. <laughs> That's probably my answer. Um let's get another question, Matt.
2: This one's from at Jean-Luc Bouchard on Twitter. I love a game with no dialogue. If you had to choose between never playing a game with dialogue again or only playing games with dialogue, which would you choose? Mm, dialogue. You like that dialogue, huh?
1: Yeah, I want to hear I wanna hear some people talking. I, I like the no dialogue. I like it as a choice. But I think if that was every game I was playing, I like some dialogue. I like to read some. I like to hear some.
0: Yeah, I would say um, dialogue mostly because like even Mario 3 has dialogue. Choose a chest, says Toad.
2: You choose a
0: chest! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it doesn't speak it, but it's a text block. Right. And I feel like, yeah, I would rather, I would rather, yeah. All right. that. Uh, please stop talking, Heather. Stop. <laughs> that was the answer. I've answered the question.
1: I think it, I guess it, if it, it comes down to, are you saying no text at all? Or are you just saying no spoken dialogue? Or are you saying, no dialogue, but it's OK for a store to have a sign on it, you know, and, and for there to be, you know, a, a, a name for an item in your uh, in your inventory. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know, I guess I guess what it comes down to. But I, I would say, like, regardless, whatever, even the 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 widest, the most generous reading of it, where the only thing you're saying is no spoken in game dialogue. I still I think i pick dialogue.
2: Yeah, I guess. I'm I'm framing it in like the way of like this game. There's none. There's none. There's not even any of that. Like no signs. Yeah. Nothing.
1: There's um, just a title screen. That's it.
2: Yeah, just title screen and credits. Um, but I guess I would still pick dialogue. But this game, not for this game, I wouldn't want any in this one. I don't know if the I don't know if dialogue in in inside would make it a better game. You know what I mean? As as long as it serves its purpose, I think it's fine.
1: Yeah, because what is it gonna be? It's like those. Just the, all the scientists like, hey, man, what are you up to today? Ah, I got to take this fucking zombie and put him in a wheelbarrow and move him over to a room with one of those psychic helmets and hope nothing happens. How about you? <laughs> oh, I got to go watch the fucking huddle. It's got everyone thinks he's going to take a shit today.
2: <laughs> or the kid yeah, being like, <laughs> the kid being like, I hope a dog doesn't eat me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, raspberries. <laughs> Mauled again.
2: Uh, This next one's from at Tyler J. Petty. What games have been spoiled for you before you played them? An otherwise unrelated YouTube video spoiled the biggest surprise of Inside for me.
0: I'm currently playing a game that has been spoiled for me on Twitter. And I'm not going to name the game. And I'm not going to say what the spoiler was. But it really took the wind out of my sails uh, for playing the fucking game. Like, I... If somebody says, "Oh, I just started playing Animal Crossing," for example, and they're like, "Oh man, wait until you get to the part where Isabel gives you a gun," like it's gonna, <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're gonna be
0: like, "Hey, what?" Like Huge
1: it changes. left turn.
0: It changes the 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 game content before the the reveal, right? So yeah, just if you know Animal Crossing spoilers, just don't send them. Don't send them to me on Twitter. But I also, don't I'm not know. talking about Animal Crossing. What was that, Nick?
1: I was going to say, like I, I. nothing comes to mind as like, oh, this is a big twist that's been spoiled, but I, I have had things where it's just like, in Half-Life 1, my friend who was also playing Half-Life 1 told me about a sequence that I hadn't gotten to yet. And I was just like, okay, I just kind of knew about that. And then it had a little bit less suspense slash surprise when I reached it. So, uh, uh, but, but nothing where it's just like on the level of, oh, this is the big twist in gameplay. And I had no idea this was coming. Um, wait, I'm wrong. I thought of something that's exactly that. What? The world of ruin in Final Fantasy VI slash three US. Someone told me about that in advance. In fact, it might have been the fucking manual. Is there a separate I'm trying to think I think there might be a separate map for the world of ruin on like the back of the map in the man the folded map they give you maybe maybe that's where I learned it I don't know that's such a deep level people used to be different about spoilers spoiler culture I feel like didn't really come around until like the, the 2000s you
0: what is spoiler culture people who don't want things spoiled.
1: People who are like obsessed with like, like, here's a spoiler alert. Here's a spoiler warning. Like, ah, Mm -hmm. don't spoil it for me. Like people like I think people used to be a little bit more casual about that unless there was just like legitimately a twist ending. Everything else, I feel like you just people were less uh, less worried about it.
0: Do you think that the genesis of that in modern times was the sixth sense? Do you think that like because like people because the Internet existed and it was such a big twist that people were like, "Don't spoil it, don't spoil it. let other people see it, because it does change the movie dramatically if you know it going in.
1: yeah, no, I, I th- it might spe- it might have been that movie, and then there there ended up being like twist endings became a thing that were like, "Oh, we know this this will do Bafo box office because people will want pay for a ticket just to see the twist ending. Yeah, so I, I think it, yeah, may very well have derived from that. Hit us up with your questions at getplayedpod, getplayedpod at gmail.com, or call us on the number which I don't have in front of me and
0: Matt 6162played That's
1: 6162played It's amazing that you committed that to memory.
0: You know, I actually remembered it as 646, but that's wrong. It's 616. 6162played
1: mm. I like go. numbers. Hey, Matt. We all like numbers. What is gaming besides uh, making numbers go up? And making bad guys' numbers go down. And how hopefully our numbers go up in terms of listeners. <laughs> and Tell they're going down. They're going down in
2: real time. They're going
1: down. <laughs> uh Matt, what's next week's game? Uh
2: next week's game, Maneater. eater uh Dadum.
1: You hear that, Nick? Oh my god. She's referencing Ba-da-da. Dvorak's New World Symphony. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.